Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Panoply, panorama, panpipe, pansy, aha, pansexual, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855 AM digital and 3cr.org.au. Three CR eight five five AM digital three cr.org.au radicalizing the airwaves. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan, a show covering pansexual issues, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. Three CR broadcasting from the lands of the original inhabitants, paying respects to elders past and present, and acknowledging our LGBTI elders for their unique contributions to diversity and intersectionality on and around our land. LGBTI elders, including sister girls and brother boys. There's lots of ways you can get in touch with this program, um, and I'll be having a chat about one of them today, um, and wondering whether that presents an ethical dilemma. Um, have to have a think about it. Um, you can get in touch with the show um, by uh, emailing out of the pan eight five five at gmail dot com, texting six one four zero one zero seven eight nine eight one. You can look for me on the me- social media that I'm going to talk about called Facebook, Sally Goldner and 3CR out of the pan, um, 855 AM out of the pan and tweet at Sal Gold said so. And that's the bottom line. Um, on the show today, yes, we'll have a look at the ongoing sagas with that particular social media. I'm trying not to mention the name too much and give it too much free publicity, but I suppose I'm going to have to, um, to point it out. Um, what else have we got? Um, there's go away for two weeks to do a few things and um, come back and well, there's a change in Prime Minister. Better talk about that, no, but we'll look at that with a fortnight or so's hindsight. But, um, well, got to start by talking about this radicalisation um, propaganda that's been going around, and I think it's really got to be called that. Um, and there's an old saying, I don't know whether to laugh or cry. Well, we... At this program, um, don't believe in binary thinking. If you want to do both, you can. So let's laugh first. I mean, I've got to say, I've been, it's been a source of great chuckledom that um, people have been putting their um, Facebook um, status updates, I just mentioned that social media dam, um, on and um, talking about it, which I think um, has been, you know, sort of hilarious. Um, you know, people saying, oh, no, I drink green tea. I must have been radicalised or whatever else it is. Um and um, all that sort of thing. And, you know, look, you've it is possible, I suppose, to laugh at it as a sort of denial, disbelief type of response. But then we'll cry. I mean, how on earth could an objective, intelligent public service put this out? Well, it's not the public service's fault. My guess is our public service has been politicised more and more, and particularly in the last two years. And this is what I find a bit frightening, that whilst we've had... Um, 
all the, you know, the stupid lines come along about Canada and everything else from our now former Prime Minister, what's been going on underneath. We'll have a track um, later in the show, um, about halfway through, um, talking about um, 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 a former Queensland Premier who used to go on about that and feed the chooks, um, that sort of thing. And so, you know, you've got to ask, how on earth does this stuff get put out there? It's just beyond comprehension. But it got put out there. I mean, seriously, listening to alternative music um, makes makes you radical. Going to university makes you radical. Well, in the case of our former Prime Minister, radical in one way. And there, of course, is the double standard. It's all very well to criticise, in inverted commas, radical lefties. What about the radical right? What does all this mean, though, of course, for a show um, that covers queer and similar issues... Um, well, you know, next, oh no, can't have this radical idea of um, other Tarzan and other than Tarzan and Jane marrying, or oh no, we can't have the idea of a child transitioning at school, that's too radical, and so on it goes. So I think it's been really good that it has been snickered at so quickly, and I think that people will criticise this sort of nonsense, but um, we've got to make sure, I think the critical thing now is to make sure that it just is prevented and we don't um, put up with it again. And I'll talk about what our illustrious leader, um, new illustrious leader, can do about that in the next um, segment. Why don't we have a chat about that? But it does say something about the, the quality of discourse that goes on nowadays that this sort of thing happens and is even put out there in the first place. And I think it's this is where people are wanting to get back to some sort of sensible debate. Whether you agree or not isn't the point. To me, the issue here is whether or not, um, you know, we can just have some sensible policy debate. And people, you know, sort of talk about emotive issues. Well, from all reports that I heard, the going back earlier, or in the last couple of years, you know, about a year ago, there was the referendum on whether Scotland should um, is it succeed? I can never say that word. Um, pull out of the United Kingdom. And from all reports, although it was very passionate, it was also a very sensible debate, which I think was very necessary. So it can be done when you have deeply emotional issues um, <clears throat> that um, happen, that you can have sensible debate. And I think we've got to start getting us back to there, regardless of whether you call something left wing, right wing, both wings or no wings. Um, again, in a spirit of non-binary, um, we need to be thinking about that sort of debate. So um, let's hope we can put that sort of silliness behind us and get back to something a little more sensible. Well, continuing with our musical theme, of a largely musical theme today of radicalising the airwaves, here are those late 1960s Woodstock hippies, um, Crosby, Stills and Nash from their greatest hits, and, well, one that talks about double standards in the Christian church and cathedral. 3CR, 855 AM, digital, 3cr.org.au, and, of course, on demand, radicalising the airwaves out of the pan with Sally. Get a healthy dose of anti-nuclear, peace and sustainability issues on The Radioactive Show. 10am Saturdays on 3CR Community Radio, 855 on your AM dial. And also podcast and web streamed on the 3CR website, 
3cr.org.au. The Radioactive Show, where every bit of exposure makes you stronger. Three CR eight five five AM digital three CR dot org dot AU and on demand out of the pan with Sally on a Sunday afternoon for the first broadcast. Um, whatever other time or method you're listening to it, thanks for your company. Um, couldn't resist playing those two in succession. Nuclear free. Um, yes, these radicals want us to not have these this nice, wonderful nuclear power that could go off like Three Mile Island, um, and. And as a friend of mine said yesterday, I'm a, I'm a radical because I'm radio, active on the radio. This means I'm radioactive. All right. Um, you fill in your own boomtish line at home. Um, do have to say that there's probably about the only remotely radioactive thing, as you can possibly hear, is the end of the lurgy, snuffly, whatever thing that's been going around Melbourne. Musically, thus far today, we had Cathedral from Crosby, Stills and Nash, from the Greatest Hits compilation, probably many of those. That one's 2005. And we opened up with the Ooh, from Head Injuries and Stand In Line. Um, no, don't. Push through. Oh, be a cue jumper. Ooh, scary. Radical. You think I'm going to milk that line all day? You're damn right. Um, acknowledging copyright to Bob Down from the Jazzy album for the milking thing there. All right. Let's get back to it. Um, what have we got to talk about? Well, yes... Go off to do a couple of things for a couple of weeks and need to pre-record shows. Hope you enjoyed those panels on um, um, inter- GLBTI and interfaith and also um, can we can GLBTI and the corporate sector get along in my best Jerry Springer voice. But come back and, of course, by Godfrey, we've had got a new Prime Minister. Well, um, trying to look back at this, let's we'll get the worst bits out of the way first. There is... No doubt that the majority of the public have been very quick to say um, bye-bye Abbott, and it's been interesting to see his first interview since um, being deposed. Um, and dear me, does the word self-rationalising come to mind or what? No, just it comes to mind. There's no other what. Um, and I think that's probably why we got rid of him. And I think the immediate feeling was one of, well, we've come down from, you know, come up, sorry, from the absolute bottom of hell, the gloom, the negativity, the nastiness, the destructiveness, at least will stop. And Turnbull's speech on the Monday fortnight-ish ago, um, where he started to try to at least say something positive, I'm not, I don't, you don't have to agree with it, but at least trying to say, well, let's embrace challenges and that sort of thing, well, that's a bit of leadership. Whether one agrees with it or not, can debate that all day. So, good start, um, getting up to five women in Cabinet, um, still not proportionate representation of genders, but if you can tell me there's a person who identifies as other than male or female in the federal Liberal Party, well, uh, um, I'll fall over backwards or something without, um, or I'll be thrown over the top rope without matting on the concrete floor outside. Um, so, look, that's a flying start that gets us a bit closer to something better. Um, and then, of course, during the week, we've had the announcement on family-slash-domestic violence. And look, again, I'll give credit and say that's obviously very welcome. It's a flying start. It's a good thing to do. There are some shortcomings, though, in that policy where Turnbull says, well, not all um, remarks about women are disrespectful. I disagree with that. Where we have mansplaining in workplaces, um, 
that's where the subtle stuff creeps in. Oh, it's all right to say, say women are stupid and can't think for themselves, so we have to, men have to explain for them. It's all got to go. It's all part of the same weed, and it's all got to be uprooted. And in that sense, um, there has to be some fine-tuning to this policy. But the bigger, and two other things, um, we do need to remember that family violence, yes, the majority of it is, and I'll use precise language on a show like this, we'll say cisgender heterosexual male on cisgender heterosexual female. But, of course, it's not that simple. And I think we do need to acknowledge and you know, stop and prevent all forms of domestic violence. And I think that needs to be fine-tuned. But the real issue is, for me, is the word I just used, preventative. I'm concerned that um, whilst his comments, Turnbull's comments are a start at doing that, what are we actually going to do to prevent it? Yes, we obviously need um, services now. You know, it's not going to, you know, starting to prevent it will, and changing attitudes will take time. But if we don't start, we're not going to get anywhere. And it's not enough to just um, put money out there at services. It has to be a preventative approach so we can solve it and stop it. So no one has to go through this. So we don't have all the pain and the hurt and the social and economic loss that it creates. And I'd like to get a little more detail fleshed out on that. So that's what, where I think we can put a caveat on that particular policy. But there's also, I think, you know, the, the thing is, how much will really change? A lot of people are cynical, you know, saying, think, oh, I'll, that is, this is their language. I'm a, I see I'm old-fashioned. I can't even use the most simple four-letter words like, um, no, I won't mention them. But some people are saying, you know, same shit, new shovel, that sort of thing. I'm prepared to at least give it a shot. Let's be at least give it a chance. Um, it's the closest thing we've had to a remotely liberal party leader being at a federal level, being a liberal since 1983 when Malcolm Fraser lost um, 32 years in the conservative wilderness. Let's see if we can move a little back to the centre. Um, that's got to be the thing. The challenge for the ALP now is to try and do better on some of these things. For the GLBTI community, as well as um, domestic violence, also need to um, look at a range of issues other than marriage. And this is my concern that everyone's talking about well, let's seize the opportunity and say, okay, you're not going to do anything on that. What are you going to do on trans health care, for example, which is in an absolute crisis, both physical and psychological health care? A few changes and you could save money long term and short term for the government overall, if you take a wider view rather than a silo mentality of health, Centrelink, etc., and um, fix these things. We've just had Celebrate Bisexuality Day, Bisexual Mental Health is worse than um, um, gay and lesbian mental health. And yet no one's talking about that. So um, lots to think about um, other than marriage. And I think that our community needs to play a part in that marriage. So just to reiterate my personal view, I don't want to get married myself, but I respect other people's rights too as a form of inclusivity. But let's also recognise a range of relationships and also a range of issues. If we're going to be inclusive, let's get all the other issues on the table and talk about them. So um, lots more we can do other than marriage, um, whether um, um, there's real issues for trans health in the seat of Wentworth, where Malcolm Turnbull is, we'll have to see. And, well, should I be bold? Come into this studio, Malcolm. Let's have a chat. Uh, let's see if you really reach out to people, a whole range of people. 
But, as I say, we can start. Um, what will it mean for Bill Shorten? He's going to actually have to say something. He'll have to do, be in opposition and provide an alternative rather than just sit back. <coughs> Excuse me. Told me there was a lurgy. Um, told you there was a lurgy. Um, and that wasn't a, a, seize, a sneeze. That was an eight-letter word either. Um, but there's all sorts of stuff going around. All right. As mentioned earlier, um, well, someone who was the master of propaganda, um, yes, there was someone prior to Tony Abbott, was um, a guy, former Queensland premier, premier Joe Bjorki-Peterson. And, well, this this 80s radical here, hashtag radicalised, um, always remembers this song from Redgum's first album in the late 70s, A Letter to BJ. 3CR, 855am digital 3cr.org.au out of the pan with Sally 3cr 855am digital 3cr.org.au Radgum continuing to radicalise the airwaves 30, nearly 30, 40 years on on. yes 40, maths in head can do it, that's why I'm not Joe Hockey alright, who's no longer there is he um, he's been puck, puckered out or something anyway. Um, well, um, said I was going to talk about Facebook. Um, then, you know, I don't want to mention its name any more than I really have to, but, um, by Godfrey, um, they really, are <clears throat> you know, sort of, um, getting to a point where, where we've got Houston, we have a problem, um, you know, on so many levels and not the least of which is the issues of, you know, sort of um, trans naming issues. Um, and the number of people who are affected by their, you know, I want to see a birth certificate type of approach is really quite um, um, dis, um, disconcerting. But it's not just um, trans and gender diverse people of all sorts who are affected by Facebook's um, silly name policy. Um, it is also... Um, the um, you know the um, issues that face lots of other people. I have, you know it seems like anyone who doesn't have a we'll say reasonably anglicised sort of name gets um, you know sort of picked on by Facebook's searchy sort of algorithms and all that sort of thing, and that's really not good enough. Um, that, to me, is a sort of cultural supremacism, a bit like some of the marriage activists who talk about how Australia is falling behind other English-speaking developed nations. Uh, hang on a second. Does it ma- if your marriage is so important to you, does it matter which nation gets it, regardless of their language or their level of economic development? But let's, not, um, let's save that one for another time. Um, you know, acknowledging my privileges of someone who lives in an English-speaking developed nation. But... Um, you know, the, the whole Facebook thing affects lots of other groups. Now, I can't speak directly for them, but I know people who have heard spoken about this, people who are, we got to go back to our last segment, people on the receiving end of domestic violence who can't use their real name for obvious reasons, who are worried about stalking. It's people working in the sex industry, LGBTI people who in countries where they don't, there isn't the level of safety that there might be in, say, Australia or somewhere else. All these things um, need to be considered. And it's highly disconcerting that um, they're not being. And it wonders, makes me wonder, you know, Facebook, you know, has all these ideas where people put rainbow-coloured stripes over their profile pics 
after the US marriage decision, but how truly GLBT-friendly they are. And then no doubt Facebook will say to me, oh, but we've got 50 gender options. Well, that's nice, but if you're not out, you can't necessarily use them. And I think that this is something, to digress a bit, we need to be a little wary of, which is wolves in sheep's clothing. Um, it, I think everyone, at least, well, not everyone, I shouldn't say that, but a large percentage of people in Australia know that the nutbaggery put out by groups like Salt Shakers and the Christian Lobby on GLBT, GLBT issues, at least, they're a little more supportive on intersex because intersex is um, my word um, that sort of sums up their attitude in inverted commas, provable. Gee, well, when cisgender and heterosexual people can prove that they're cisgender and or heterosexual, then we might take that argument seriously. But um, the other part of wolves in sheep's clothing I'm reminded of came up as, of course, we had Celebrate Bisexuality Day during the week on September the 23rd, or Wednesday, and um, I wanted to talk about um, a wolf in sheep's clothing that came up a few weeks ago. If you go to a blog called Spiralling Up, there's an article on July 28, the gay part of you on biphobia and why we need to speak up. And the person who's written this, um, an Australian um, a Melbourne woman, says, quote, recently I attended a professional development course run by an LGBTIQI health organisation. The aim of the course was to educate professionals about LGBTIQ issues and increase empathy by experiential learning. Sounds nice. Um, I bobbed along enthusiastically as the trainer encouraged the group, mostly white heterosexual women, to consider events in their lives that feeling, left them feeling different, um, alone or misunderstood. She, the writer was pleased to see that attention was paid to transgender, gender diverse and intersex issues. Then, the glaring statistic, bisexual people experience the worst mental health outcomes, including self-harm and addiction issues, and the highest rate of sexual coercion, a finding in Western countries around the world. Most bothersome was the fact that the trainer, and I'm almost tempted to, tempted to say trainer in inverted commas, dropped this fact in passing in with no discussion given. I found out later this was because the trainer didn't know the causes. Biphobia, the term and the lived experience, was left out. And this writer says, I don't mean to ignite about who is the more special snowflake, or in my words, hierarchy of the oppressed, spot on. So she approached the trainer at the end of the course and put it to them. And then says, quote, here, they are a leader in their field after all, and I wanted to hear their thoughts on biphobia and the rationale for its exclusion from the training material. The answer apparently was simple, and this is where I'm going to give a trigger warning for biphobia, or bi-erasure. In their words, quoting the quote, and these are in quote marks in this article, it is the gay part of you that heterosexist society takes issue with, therefore the discrimination you experience is homophobia. Oh, end quotes from the trainer, oh, if it were that simple. Deary me, has this trainer not heard of how people by groups in pride marches around the world are constantly singled out for biphobic vilification? Has this um, um, trainer, and I have to say it sarcastically, not read reports from the UK and the US about biphobia from gays and elements of gay and lesbian? And this is what we're facing now. We've got these so-called LGBTIQ health organisations doing training who don't have a clue really beyond gay and barely beyond lesbian. And that's really worrying. Now, I'm going to do something as someone who works for what is increasingly becoming a training organisation in Transgender Victoria, you might say, well, you know, is there, is there a conflict of interest? Well, possibly not. If they keep screwing it up in the end, we're going to get more business. 
But in the meantime, the advocate in me says, hang on a second, they're they're damaging people. They're giving out inaccurate information and ignoring issues. And I find this time and again that we're not... Um, you try to raise this stuff with so-called GLBTI or more than GNL organisations and just get blocked. And um, quite frankly, it's really worrying. So to bring this all together, um, we need to be careful of organisations of any sort, whether they're so-called GLBTIQ Health or any other GLBTIQI organisations or others who claim to be inclusive or not. But Mainstream organisations need to be aware of this as well, that you don't just put gay and lesbian in and think you've got it all done and the rest don't matter. And we've got somewhere on trans, but we need to make sure we get a lot further on all of it. Now, I can't speak for intersex. That's not my role as an intersex um, person who is not intersex. My guess is intersex people would probably feel the same way about this, but I'm not going to make a, a certain statement on that. But if you're going to be GLBTIQ, do it all and do it all well and have a think about it. And, um, you know, the fact that Australia does not have a um, research, um, a piece of research where the primary focus is bisexuality, um, including all sorts of um, um, other labels, pan, etc., etc., and... um, um, it is time that we started, to, um, you know, really grilling this. We don't, and I think people sometimes say, oh, no, we can't appear to be arguing amongst ourselves. Well, we can. Heterosexual and cisgender people don't agree on everything and argue amongst themselves. Why? We're entitled to have debates so long as it's civil, so long as it's reasonable, then we've got to talk about it. Um, so um, I think it's time that we name and shame these organisations and it probably would come down to two guesses. And if anyone knows the GLBTIQ community, then I think it's pretty easy on a national level to work out who that watch organisation was doing that training and that it's not good enough. Anyway, I'll leave those two organisations to respond. Mm. So, um, being GLBTI inclusive, do it right. All right. Um, well, this is probably the less radicalised music bit for the day, but then again it could be. Um, because finally, yes, we'll be able to pay, play some music from Kimber Griffith and her septet. Um, this time we've used audio tracks, not MP3 tracks. That should do it, said equipment schmuckleburger Sally. Um, but it could still be a bit radicalised because we're going to be talking about Satan as Kimber and the septet play the old devil moon. 3CR, 855am, digital, 3cr.org.au out of the pan with Sally. 3CR programs provide information and analysis you won't hear in the mainstream. Today we'll be looking at the legacy of the US war on Vietnam on Laos. And as far as corporate capitalism is concerned, it is the worst political and economic system that you can have. Our laws about jailing refugees and asylum seekers are so well crafted. Sex is not irrelevant and we like who we are, but we don't have to be imprisoned by our gender. Become a subscriber today. Call us on 9419 8377 or visit 3cr.org.au. 3CR, the voice of dissent.
Left After Breakfast presents the legendary Left After Lunch, a very special getting to know you day and fundraiser where you will rub shoulders with legendary luminaries and swap stories with other legendary listeners. Tickets are $25 and $30. So come on down for Left After Lunch on Sunday the 1st of November from 1pm to 4pm at Eco Centre St Kilda Botanic Gardens. Visit 3cr.org.au for more information. Three CR eight five five AM digital three CR dot org dot and on demand radicalizing the airwaves. Left after lunch, left after breakfast, left after whatever damn meal you want. Um prior to the messages we heard from um the fabulous Kimber Griffith Septet on Radical Airwaves, three CR eight five five AM subversive ABC voices radicalizing you. And um you can check out how to get that album from Kimbergriffith.com. Um, and no Melbourne gigs, just on last Saturday was the launch, official launch of that album at the fabulous Paris Cat. Couldn't get there, unfortunately, with stuff going on. But there's a Canberra gig coming up on the 30th of September, for those who are listening in the ACT, at the Hippo Cobar. Hmm. Um, well, hip on down there, and away you go. All right. Um, lots of things coming up in our community communities, plural I should say of course, um, Polly Vic still hunting around for permanent venues after the um, recent closure of their former venue, so tonight's social is um, at the Noble Experiment Melbourne at 284 Smith Street Collingwood, never been there um, well, being radicalised the nobles, oh gosh, you th- as I said we've got uh, got another 11 minutes of this show to go, um, although 5 minutes will be taken by music, so 6 minutes of using that gag till We've um, bled it dry. Um, Radicalised the Nobles at 284 Smith Street from around 5.30 this afternoon. Um, and watch out for the B headband from the Welcomers, um, yellow and black. Um, and away you go. Um, the um, I've got to keep experimenting with venues. Uh, mainly gather upstairs in the Cocktail Lounge. However, the main restaurant area um, in the entrance is also available. Um, some people might eat. That's always a nice thing to do. Um, look out for the yellow bee and flowers at the welcomers table. Um, watch out for the bee or identifier. And buzz into the world of Polly. Um, the bees buzzing in terms of bisexuality. Um, but make sure they um, buzz in everywhere. Cool. I'm not sure if FTM Shed's on this afternoon. I'm pretty sure it would be. If anyone out there is listening and can get to me in the next five minutes on Facebook or wherever, let me know. Um, get into that comfy shed. Um, also, um, coming up this Friday, Bent TV, as usual. Um, there's been a couple of good um, clips featuring the fabulous Brenda Appleton, who, um, well, forgot about that in the last few weeks. Um, we've had the announcement, finally, of the various um, state government LGBTI committees. Brenda Appleton, co-chair of the Whole of Government Working Group, which is pretty awesome. Um, that a trans person's in there, although disappointing that there's, to our knowledge, there's no bi people on the higher-up working group, although yours truly is on the um, legal MAC, the legal um, um, working group, and um, Rebecca Dominguez, president of Bi Alliance, on the health one. Um, there does seem to be a few allies there, but it's disappointing there's not more. Um, bees um, sort of erased there. But... Um, 
Brent Appleton has a say on Bent TV for the last couple of weeks, so check out Bent TV's website at benttv.org.au or their YouTube channel for the clips. And um, next uh, Saturday, um, well, the same time as apparently there's some big football match between Hawthorne and West Coast on in Melbourne, if um, you're a genderqueer person and you're not into football, um, well, go down to Hairy Little Sister for Gender Queer Australia's meet-up and um, check that out, or I should say gender queer, um, any gender real, any gender diverse sort of thing really, and or a supporter, be there. So lots of stuff coming up um, to be involved in. Um, so yeah, um, that's some of the events coming up, and got to give a big um, hurrah to the Quippings crew. Didn't wasn't able to get there this year. The um, dreaded lurgy left me a bit um, brain dead, so I couldn't. I didn't want to get out and sneeze through your show. Um, but um, rave reviews um, and one review puts it in the top five fringe festival shows. So well done to all the crew there who are just doing so much good stuff in lots of ways. It's uh, awesome to see how art um, of all sorts um, is uh, making a difference for trans and gender diverse people more than ever. Um, also, um, got to remember that um, Jess McCurley, who we interviewed a couple of months ago, um, Jess has a Fringe show um, as well, so check that one out as well. Um, check out the Fringe Guide. There are some good queer shows, but in particular gender diverse. Our time is here, and not before time. So, um, yes, the Gender Spanner, um, actually, um, tonight is the last night at Scratch Warehouse for Jess McCurley, so... Um, get down there and support them, and away you go. And, of course, the last night for quippings at the Richmond Theatrette at 5 o'clock. So, and then you can um, hop over to Collingwood and go to the Polyvic Social. So, yep, you can do it. Um, just get that TARDIS working. And Yana Alana, should add, is in her um, her show Covered. Yes, she's covered this time. Um, and that starts on Tuesday, going through to... And uh, next Saturday at the Lithuanian Club. Brush up on your Lithuanian. I don't know any. Um, but um, have a Lithuanian beer or a wine. Or is there a Lithuanian whiskey? Um, but drive safely, whatever you do. All right. Um, better start making my way out of here and making way for the crew from Freedom of Species, talking all things animale. Um, next week on the show, I've got some fab crew coming in from the Youth Chorus to talk about um, the good things that they do and say and sing um, as they do. So um, look forward to that one. Um, and um, hopefully I'll be um, have clear sinuses by next week as well. Getting sick of this slurgy, slurgy thing that everyone's having. Um, what can one do? Um, so yes, you've had, you've had less listening time for me and longer tracks today. Did you notice that radio trick? Um, Breaking down the fourth wall. See, radicalising the, ra- the the airwaves in more ways than one. All right. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. I'm Sally Goldner, hopefully coming back with clearer sinuses next week. <laughs>